Welcome to the Award Travel 101 podcast. My name is Jeff Brownson, and I'm your host. My full-time job is managing the Award Travel 101 Facebook group. That group is made up of over 60,000 people who travel the world using miles and points. Our group members not only love to learn about award travel, but they are happy to share, teach, and help others learn to travel the world on any budget. This podcast not only gets into the details of award travel and using miles and points, but it also takes a look at my life running a Facebook group full-time and the lives of our members as they travel the world. Before we get into this week's episode, here's a word from our sponsor. When you join the Fuel Rewards program at Shell, you'll never pay full price for gas again. Even if my car horn sounds like this? Sure. Even if I always blast techno in my car? (laughs) Yeah. Even if I drive for miles with the turn signal on? Of course. Even then. It's time to save five cents per gallon or more on every fill, every day with instant gold status. Visit FuelRewards.com to join now and save today. Active gold status required. See FuelRewards.com slash gold for details. At participating Shell stations only. Limit 20 gallons. So we have a little bit of an odd situation as I start out hosting this podcast. When I decided to take the job of running Award Travel 101, I already had a big family trip scheduled to South Africa. And wouldn't you know it, that trip was planned for the first two weeks that I would be in charge here. As a result, you're going to get a guest host for these first couple of episodes. We didn't want you to miss any weekly content, so Ed Pizzarello has agreed to step in while I'm wandering the world. Ed is an expert in the miles and points world, a regular business traveler, and a great guy who loves showing his family the world. Enjoy what he's put together for you for these episodes. With that, I think I've said enough, so I'll let Ed take it away. Thanks, Jeff. I've enjoyed being on the podcast with Richard a few times over the first 20 or so episodes that the Award Travel 101 podcast has published. Looking forward to spending some time with you on the podcast in the future, though uh, you're definitely on your own for talking about your beloved Red Sox, who um, are 10 games back at the time of uh, this recording. As Jeff said, my name is Ed Pizza. I'm filling in for him for a couple of weeks. You've heard me on with Richard before, and I have my own podcast, Miles to Go. I've been around the miles and point space for almost 20 years. I'm not an expert on everything, but I, I do know a thing or two. Uh, the Award Travel 101 community is built on members helping members. At over 60,000 members, there are plenty of questions to be answered. A few days ago, we started a Q&A thread in Award Travel 101. So while Jeff is on vacation, we're going to answer a few of your questions. Uh, our first question is from Olab. Hope I pronounced that correctly. The question is, how long does it take to transfer American Express membership rewards points to Singapore's Chris Flyer program? Uh, the reason Olab is asking this is because Singapore and American Express list a wait time of two to four weeks for points to transfer. And that can be a long uh, time to wait, especially if you're hoping to hold on to award inventory. Uh, In practice, you'll generally see these points transfer in 24 to 48 hours. As well, if it's a flight on uh, Singapore Metal, um, they'll generally hold seats for you while you wait for those points to transfer. Well, I hope that helps answer your question. Uh, Next up is Rebecca. Rebecca's question is she wants to know if there are any tricks to finding business class award saver flight availability. They're a family of 
four. And I can totally relate to this as a father uh, in a family of four. We frequently have to fiddle around a bit to figure out how to get our entire family uh, in business class for vacations. This is a tough nut to crack. Uh, you know, if the entire family needs to be on the same flight in business class, the choices are generally going to be slim because if you're a family, you're also probably traveling at what I would consider to be the peak demand times, whether that's uh, uh, summer travel season, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, all times when um, when everybody else who has a, a kids that are school aged want to travel. So you're, you're fighting that um, uh, you're fighting that demand, and so. Flexibility is really going to be one of your tools here. Um, I say there are a couple of different weapons, but uh, you know, f- the first is flexibility, and, and that might seem obvious, but whenever you have a specific requirement, and, and here it's getting all four people on the same plane and in business class, you need to try to be flexible elsewhere. Maybe that means leaving a day or two earlier or later or taking a more circuitous routing. Uh, For me, living in the D.C. area, if I'm not flying out of Washington, Dulles directly to Europe, the toughest part for me can be getting to my gateway city. Um, You know, back when I used to be a a big American Airlines flyer, um, you know, plenty of space, you know, in JFK, for example, but I couldn't find four seats DCA to JFK. So the awards were pretty useless to me. Uh, you know, it, you might find award availability in Chicago or New York or Denver, depending on where you live. And, and those cities might have plenty of availability to get to Paris, where you're ultimately trying to get to for your family vacation. But if you can't get to one of those gateway cities, you're sort of stuck. And so in those instances, I think it's important to consider whether buying a flight on a low-cost carrier to get to uh, your gateway uh, as sort of a you know an additional tax if you will, to use your miles. You know, it's certainly cheaper than paying for four business class tickets uh, or, you know, better than not going on the trip at all. And so whether it's Southwest or Frontier or Spirit, um, you know, getting you to that gateway city, that can be a way to still be able to use your miles. You know, it's certainly a slightly less convenient way to do so. And there's some risk because you're not protected if that, you know, Southwest or, or Spirit flight delays and misses your connection in, in Chicago or New York or wherever the gateway is. So I definitely give yourself some cushion for those things. But it's a strategy that that folks should consider if they're trying to figure out how to, to get four people in business class overseas. It's one of the definitely one of the tougher nuts to crack. Uh, finally, I'd also recommend an expert flyer subscription. Uh, you know, we had another Award Travel 101 member. Uh, his name was, uh, uh, or the name was Sabu, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, who had a similar question about finding award availability on uh, individual partner flights uh, for, the, for the various airlines. And in both cases, for Rebecca and Sabu, I think... Um, uh, I think Expert Flyer makes a, a great tool here. Uh, in many cases, they can be the, the most invaluable resource for finding award inventory when it pops up. I can't tell you how many vacations I've made possible with the help of Expert Flyer. Generally speaking, what you're doing there is you're paying for a subscription service and you're listing different flights that you want to search for. So in, in some cases, this can get cumbersome if there are a bunch of different ways to get to somewhere you're going. You have to enter each, each flight pair in to search for uh, award available. But once you enter them in, you can have uh, uh, alerts for each of these different options, and you'll get an email alert as soon as there's availability in the award bucket that you need it to book your flights. At that point, you need to jump on it because sometimes this stuff doesn't stay around very long, but it can be a great way to to find inventory without having to check the website every few hours to see if something changed. Uh, Because as, as somebody who's hunted for award flights for 20 years, I can surely tell you I have never figured out the rhyme or 
reason as to when uh, the revenue management folks make different flights available from an award standpoint. So there are some trends out there, but most of the trends that I found are usually around short-term close-in bookings like Lufthansa opening up flight availability, award availability very close-in in cabins like their Lufthansa first-class cabin. So use tools like Expert Flyer to give you an edge up on everyone else who's searching the old-fashioned way. Hope that helps you guys with those questions. So our next question is about thank you points, and that's not a program that I spend a ton of time uh, staying on top of. So I'm pulling in uh, my uh, go-to expert on city thank you points, Gary Leff of View from the Wing. Gary, thanks for jumping on the Award Travel 101 podcast with us for a couple of minutes to go through uh, this question from Angie. Hey, happy to answer Angie's question. Yeah, so Angie uh, Angie asks, uh, you know, with the devaluation of the city prestige benefits, I'm seriously considering closing that card. And she's wondering what to do with all her thank you points because she doesn't have an immediate trip to book with right now. So what you ultimately want to do may depend on how many points you've got uh, for a couple of reasons. But let's walk through what the options are. You know, if you just close a card, you've got a couple months to use the points before they're forfeit. Uh, so you don't have to do it immediately. So if you're going to certainly wait as long as you can uh, up until when the annual fee is going to hit and um, you know, don't necessarily do it six months in advance proactively because that's time that you've already paid for during which you have that flexibility of where you're going to move the points. Our use for them may come up. I mean, look, I really value the flexibility of you know, putting the points where you're going to need them when you're going to need them. So don't, don't cancel probably too early. Right, uh, and when you do cancel, you still have a couple months to use them. Uh, you can transfer points up to a hundred thousand per calendar year to someone else. Uh, so, if you've got say ninety thousand points, maybe there's someone else with a city account uh, that you can give the points to. Maybe they'll even use the points on your behalf uh, later, right? So that it's not multiple people paying annual fees for cards they're not really continuing to use. Uh, but again, it's 100,000 points every calendar year. Also notably that that person only has 90 days then uh, to use the points. Otherwise, they'll expire. So you, know, you can transfer them out. Then you get 90 days. Uh, the challenge, I think, in deciding where to transfer points is that, first of all, you give up the flexibility that has a lot of value in you know, where do you actually want them? Uh, do you want them with... Uh, you know, Air France, KLM, for instance, or Etihad, uh, you have to decide. Uh, and then that means it can't go somewhere else. Uh, the other thing is that many of the programs that city transfers to themselves have rather tricky expiration rules. So for instance, Air France, KLM, they give you a couple of years to use their points. The only way to extend it, it's not like in the U.S. where programs say, you know, you just have to have any activity in your account and that extends the points. You actually have to have a flight that credits right. in order to extend those points. And so, you know, they, they become less good stores of value. So if you transfer to Singapore Airlines Chris Flyer, you know, you get your three years to use your points and you there is a way to pay to extend briefly those points but activity of, of any kind won't extend them so you know you're trapped you know you're, you've got to use them in a defined period of time one of the things that i think is worth considering especially for a really large balance is downgrading a card so if you want to downgrade a prestige card to a premier 
uh, you still have the ability to transfer points to miles. It has a lower annual fee. Uh, you can't necessarily get to no annual fee because if you were to downgrade to one of those no annual fee thank you points cards, those no longer have the ability to transfer points to miles and you're not really going to get better than a penny apiece and value out of them. So uh, my, my suggestion is to consider uh, the downgrade and a savings, but you're still paying a price in the form of an annual fee for the flexibility to choose where your points go later. Uh, and defer when you actually spend them. Awesome. Those are probably the best options in a bad situation if Angie is thinking about bailing out on her City Prestige card. Gary, thanks a bunch for stopping by the Award Travel 101 podcast. Great. Thank you. All right. Let's get back to our next listener question, or our next reader question, as it were. Gordon asks if there's a credit card that grants elite or mid-level status with airlines, similar to the hotel co-branded credit cards. And uh, you know, the short answer is no, but one of those hotel credit cards might be able to help you. The World of Hyatt credit card offers Discoverist status as well as the ability to earn Explorist or Globalist status with Hyatt based on how much spending you're putting on the card to earn more elite uh, night credits. As part of a relatively new partnership with American Airlines, Hyatt Elite members can earn extra points and miles for American Airlines flights and Hyatt hotel stays. Uh, additionally, American Airlines has some variable status match opportunities for Hyatt Elite members. In some cases, these offers are similar to other publicly available offers, uh, but in other cases, the offers are better than what might be publicly available, and those could give you a shortcut to that elite status that you're hunting for. Gordon, I hope that helps. And finally, uh, Paul asks how to avoid or minimize taxes and fees when flying to and from London on miles and points. Uh, yeah, this is mostly a case of departing from London. Um, the UK air passenger duty, as it's called, is a big part of why it costs more to depart from London than from other European airports. Um, it is clear that on some airlines, such as British Airways, uh, you know, they charge fuel surcharges on award tickets. And in some cases, they can be quite egregious fuel surcharges or uh, carrier-imposed surcharges, as, as it were, maybe not fuel surcharges. Um, in the case of British Airways, since Heathrow is British Airways' main hub, it does make it hard to get to London on British Airways without fuel surcharges as well as those passenger duties, where an airline like Lufthansa would have lower surcharges and, and just the departing passenger duty. Um, in the case of British Airways, whether you're using American Airlines Advantage Miles or potentially uh, Obvious with British Airways, you know, finding a different way to get there and back um, is probably your best bet. Um, you know, how much UK passenger duty you pay is a product of what cabin you're flying in, uh, for example, economy versus, say, you know, business class or first class, and how far you're flying when you depart from London. Um, you know, the longer the flight and the more premium the cabin, the higher the passenger duties would be. Your best bet to minimize these fees is to avoid departing London for a nonstop return flight, if possible. 
um, you know, choosing to connect somewhere else in Europe, uh, potentially maybe even in an economy class seat for that shorter flight so as to minimize the, the fees you might pay. Uh, put another way, you're, you're better off adding a stop like Paris or Frankfurt. Um, Vienna is also one of my favorites since Austrian is a lovely airline that flies to my home airport of Washington, Dulles. Uh, and doing that before you head overseas to go back home to save money on that passenger duty fee. That's all we have time for today. I hope everyone enjoyed this week's show. If you did, please tell a friend and subscribe to the Award Travel 101 podcast wherever you're listening. I'm pretty sure you'll hear from me again next week as Jeff makes his way back from an awesome family vacation. Until then, make sure to check out the Award Travel 101 group for help from all of your fellow travelers. Safe travels! Safe travels!